What is up, everybody listening? It is Friday, September 16th. Uh, we're doing uh, Pints with Pat with a LaCroix Raz Cranberry today. So no beers this Friday. Last weekend it was in Cape Cod um, with the family. Really fun weekend, but probably drank a few too many up there. So uh, this week, taking it easy. But I'm going to start on this week with Yellowbird and change is what kind of we're going to talk about this week. If you're a real estate agent, if you're an investor, um, the easiest thing to do when there's been historic interest rates jumps, interest rate jumps like this is put your head in the sand and kind of ignore it and go about business as normal. But um, the the right thing to do is take an actual look around and see what's happening. Watch what's happening with your business. Watch your cost per lead. Um, and if you're holding a balance sheet, a pretty massive flipping balance sheet, like we are, uh, start to make some active de- decisions on how you're going to adjust going into these uncertain times. So I know there's a lot of real estate agents on this channel. Some of you guys listening now, um, it's a really good time. The, the way we think about marketing and how we're adjusting is we've cut marketing costs by a third, but it's forcing our marketing team to uh, take on these new challenges and know that they still need to produce the same amount of leads just with less money. So how do we do that? We're leaning into cheaper methods. We used to do a ton of mail, but we're leaning into some cheaper methods. Uh, We have Elena who's doing our social media and we've been getting some leads from that. And we're going back to the grind of, you know, the basics, right? The door knocking, the cold calling, the texting, And, uh, this week really, really felt like we were climbing out of the hole. We bought a handful of flips. We got a bunch of listings. Um, we got our conversion rates together and we're very much on a strong path, uh, heading into the next six months. We're making what I think is the correct and safe decisions to mitigate risk risk during a really uncertain economic times, um, that we can't control. So staying liquid, um, running into going into businesses that aren't quite as capital intensive retail, retail, real estate, not even remotely as capital intensive as flipping and buying rentals. So we're leaning into that and, uh, rolling down that road and, uh, change isn't always easy. Uh, we just read the book as a leadership group, uh, who moved my cheese, which I would recommend to anyone that's listening to this, any agents, anyone in business going through a time like this, who moved my cheese. It's a phenomenal book. Uh, it's only, um, I think it's only about an hour on audible, but it talks about, uh, the different types of ways that people, different types of people react to, to change in their lives. And it's not easy, right? Some people, like I said earlier, put their head in the sand and just, act like a victim. And, uh, you know, if, if the leads aren't coming in the war, like the way they were, or they weren't making crazy money on their flip profits, they are just bitch about it and be a victim and other people take action and go and find new cheese somewhere else. So, um, phenomenal book, highly suggest reading it. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, just share today that I, you know, been going through lately a little bit, uh, uh, getting a little personal with this one is I'm reading a book right now that has been recommended to me for like the past year. 
Um, tons of people have said I should read it and I've, (laughs) I've put it off and put it off and put it off. And the main reason I put it off is because the book is called lovable, right? And lovable, lovable by Kelly Flanagan and a book called lovable is not a typical book that I would read. Right. But I challenged myself this year to, um, expose myself to some different ideas and things that didn't fit my normal mold. Right. So, uh, my, my background is I went to, um, I went to military school up in New York, uh, with a bunch of dudes played sports in high school, went to military school, mostly guys, um, you know, just filled full with testosterone and competition and wrestling each other and, you know, doing that whole, uh, what, what young men do in college, uh, that, you, you know, who's, who's the bigger, who's the bigger, stronger man sort of thing. Um, played rugby in college, uh, after college went and sailed in the merchant Marine and then did oil field for years. So my whole background, um, I have put a ton of value on, on toughness, on strength, on, you know, on, on being tough in, in shitty situations and just holding all your emotions inside and being strong for everyone on the outside and, and just hammering through any situation. Right. Um, getting out of getting out of, uh, the merchant Marine and getting into real estate, even making money in real estate for me was ended up being a a toughness thing, right? You can go out, you can be strong for your family, be tough, go out, grind and fucking make money. And if you look even at my alignment sheet, um, even at my alignment sheet, a lot of like my core values as a person have to do, have to align with like toughness and strength and all that. So all of these have been core to me for years and years and years. And over the past couple years, to be honest, I still, I still hold them. I still hold those values as my identity, but it started to feel very, very empty to me. Um, and I, and I couldn't put my finger on why it did, but it did right. Because, um, being strong or being tough, not only is there always going to be someone stronger. So, uh, you you know, you're just gonna, you're just gonna feel shitty about yourself when you compare just the same with money. There's always going to be someone richer. There's always going to be someone tougher too. So, you know, with that, um, if that is your identity, if being strong or tough or rich is your identity, it, it starts to feel extremely shallow. And this book lovable, like naturally I rejected it at first and I started going through the pages. I'm not really going to try to sum up the whole thing now, but what I want to try to do as I read through it is, uh, kind of get some points across, but, um, the, it's the idea that it's the idea that you are enough. Um, you are enough the way you are right now. And, um, give you an example is me trying to go out and grind when I first got into this and go out and make money or for you new agents out there that are brand new, trying to go out and make money and you're failing and you're failing. Um, it's the idea that you're enough the way you are before you became an agent. You are, you're enough the way you are before, you know, you know, as you're failing going through that time period. 
and you're enough the way you are even when you've made it after and everything's good because if you're if you're an agent and you're brand new and you're basing your worth on success or failure it's going to feel very very empty um when you finally get to that point where you've made it and you're going through and making money so something we talk about in the uh you know the go abundance group too is make sure it's it's fine to be driven but make sure the reasons you're driving so hard are are true to yourself and you're not trying to be tough or rich or strong um for other people uh because because it ended up being a really empty feeling so um thank you everyone for listening Uh, i'll keep you updated on that book like i said it's something that i would not normally read um and i forced myself through the beginning of it but the more i get into it the more it resonates um the more it resonates with the way that (laughs) i operate and uh kind of uh, picking apart everything that I used to hold true, true to me and lean back on as my identity. So, uh, a couple of, I, I would suggest everyone get out there, get outside your comfort zone, um, and expand your mind because it'll make you a better, stronger person doing so. So thanks for listening.